0: Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Janet Navaret. And here's a bit about Janet. She is a self-proclaimed Fun expert who proudly wears her heart on her sleeve. She started Gym Party, a fun virtual wellness program that helps everyday people find joy in fitness and nutrition so they can stick to something that works for them. The program is inclusive, diverse, and community based, yet you still get that personalized touch. Who doesn't like personalization? She's first generation to Vietnamese refugee parents, purple belt jiu-jitsu student, and Disney enthusiast. These things combined creates an extremely compassionate, diligent person who appreciates details and loves to have a good time. She's my type of gal, y'all. Today, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about women in leadership as well as business, but we're really going to focus on the people of color within leadership and business. But we're here for you allies too, because without you, we wouldn't be where we are. So mm-hmm. without further ado, please welcome
1: Janet Navarro to GEMS Podcast. Oh my gosh, Genesis. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for the intro. I'm so excited to have a good time.
0: My <laughs> pleasure. Before we don't uh, Dump slash dive in to um, people of color and um, women, especially because we are in Women's History Month currently and just leadership and overall business. I want to know what really led you to starting Gym Party and why the name?
1: Yeah. So, Gym Party started, it was a pandemic baby. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had a corporate wellness program before the pandemic happened. So we were on site and it was the that that business was about two, we were in our third year. So two years in, uh starting our third year and things were looking great. And then the pandemic happened and nobody was going on site anymore. No corporate wellness was kind of uh you know, everyone was working from home. So it was like, oh uh, we don't really know what we're gonna do. Let's uh you know some of my my clients were like, can we try something virtual? And to me, virtual fitness at that time was something that didn't appeal to me at all. Like I was like, I'm not gonna do a P90X or a Billy Blanks or a Peloton program, you know? Cause I'm just so, per- like fitness is so personalized to each individual that um, a lot of virtual fitness programs is just one-sided. Like, you know, you're looking at a screen, a coach is not looking at you. They're not holding you accountable. You can stop anytime you want. So there was just this one-sided uh, platform that I just, it didn't appeal to me. I was very much about the client. And so I decided if I'm going to do this virtual fitness program, I'm going to do it my way. Um, and my way is just making it fun because if, it, if it's not fun, you're not going to stick with it. You know, I wanted to make it community-based. I still wanted to have a coaching aspect. Um, and Gym Party, the name just came to me one day <laughs> like because my old company was um, called Blue Jay Health and Wellness. And Blue was my, it's my mom's name in Vietnamese. It means blue and J for Janet and a group of blue jays is a party. So I kind of wanted to kind of stick to that homage of, you know, that connection of my, my, my history and my lineage and, and then also my personality. So I was like, well, it has to be a party that that works out perfectly. I'm going to, and then Jim, the, just putting it together just kind of made it a more fitnessy type of name so I was like it's perfect it's perfect that's what it is (laughs) so that's kind of where that came from that is awesome
0: and I'm glad that you pivoted because that's one thing that the pandemic taught us it's like you're either going to pivot and, you know, advance or you're going Mm -hmm. to stick with the same old method and get left behind because so many businesses were going through a transition and transformation. And people who were resilient, you know, they were the ones that made it to the other side because they had that grit. They had the courage to step out and do something different. And then now they're like, oh, no, I don't want to go back to that um, way of doing things. Yeah. And, when, um, and then whenever we talk about women in leadership, as well as business, and then mainly the people uh, people of color aspect, a lot of those women transition out of quote-unquote corporate jobs, and I'm not sure if it's due to the great resignation, or them getting a feel of what it's like to work from home, be able to balance between whether it's being a partner, a spouse, or a mother, or some of the other things, it, it was like, they felt like they didn't necessarily need to go back to that office, that brick and mortar, because everything that they needed was at home and they were successful and they were able to balance their days without worrying about, oh, I need to take vacation time off to go to the doctor right. or the dentist. And I'm like, that, to me, that is not a vacation.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so right. And I think namely um, in the fitness field like now people are understanding they don't have to drive to a gym to get a good workout they don't have to spend two hours at the gym and you know do these things like I'm I'm, my goal is to teach people that you can do this at home and still have a good workout so have a good time still have you know um, that time for yourself that I think people thought like I have to go to a place to do this you know, and, um, and that just, again, in the fitness industry, there's, there's also like, you know, other things too, like people are cooking more, and they're, you know, enjoying, uh, you know just being at home a lot more so i think just overall that was probably one of the good things that came out of the pandemic
0: <laughs> and it's its it was a blessing in disguise like you know some people hated it because we lost loved ones and people lost their jobs that that both of those happened to me i lost my dad and both oh, of my I grandmothers mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's cool like i've um learned to accept it but then now it gave me courage to help other people going through the grief and then just losing right. my job from oil and gas, especially where I live, the industry is very up and down and volatile. So it's mm-hmm. like whenever life throws you that curveball, you're either going to swing and hit it or you're going to swing and miss it. So you just have to know how to react to certain things. So I want to know like, with you being a woman of color, um, you're Vietnamese descent. When Mm -hmm. you think about being in business with other people who may not necessarily look like you in the industry, and especially Mm -hmm. having a leadership role, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome and how has it made you better personally and professionally?
1: Yeah, I think with uh, being Asian and uh, female specifically, there's this... um, Stereotype of being, you know, dismissive and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, just easygoing people pleaser. And there are elements of that in my personality. You know, like I am a huge people pleaser. I'm, I'm very much go with the flow. But I, I find myself, like, why, why didn't I just say what I wanted, and rather than just appease other people, um, that is a huge part of my like blood, right? <laughs> so sometimes, uh, I find myself. Uh, you know fighting this or like I don't know if you've noticed in this little time that we've been here I, I'm loud I'm I'm loud I'm fun I'm boisterous you know and so there was this kind of um, uh, co- contradiction within myself like you know I'm I'm told I'm supposed to be this way but I'm actually not that way at all and the stereotype I think um, is uh, not only harmful in the way that people look at me but in the way I looked at myself you know and so I saw these when I see people look who look like me represented in a way that um, is not me, then I felt like, well, uh, you know, should I not, should I be that like that person or should I be who I am? And it's always going to be, the answer is always going to be, be who you are. <laughs> you know? So um, I find that I found that I've, since I've kind of, you know, liberated myself and like, no, this, I'll be the person, I'll be the the loud Asian woman that, that another little loud Asian girl could be like, I could be like that, you know, so, and that's totally fine. Um, and in my experience in being true to, true to who you are um, in leadership, especially people will attract more to that. Um, they, you know, if I was If I was a dismissive, go with the flow, uh, people pleaser type of leader, like the company would not go very far. Um, And there's moments where I can be like that. But um, in order to lead, I feel like you really do have to have this certain confidence Um, and something that I've learned along the way. It wasn't something that I just overnight, you know, I'm still working on it. Um, So I think fighting a lot of stereotypes is does make it difficult, but also exciting because I think a lot of people are now now open to the ideas of okay let's not um let's not think about stereotypes let's create our own path and I think that's definitely more open now um I think since the pandemic too I I know we keep going back to that but I feel like there there was this kind of like awakening um and it's still happening and I think and I think it's a great time to be a woman leader I think it's a great time to be a person of color and a leader um so yeah you know we're still all working on it but I think it's exciting.
0: And it's great whenever you come into your true self and you feel liberated and you share that transparency with your team because they feel like even though she's a leader, she sees me and she hears me and she's not trying to be something that she's not like who you are. You show up and you're present on the screen and off the screen. So they know that they're not dealing with hot and cold and just really like walking in your true identity and taking ownership it gives other people hope and courage to do the same who may look like us because you may be the only representation that they see and you have the ability to sway their judgment or cause them to think differently and I think um like with the pandemic it helped people get woke and stay woke with yeah. different movements like the stop hate stop asian mm-hmm. hate movement the black mm-hmm. lives matter me too mm-hmm. movement was already jumping off but then you know people right. try to bring that back into yeah. rotation and there were <laughs> <Yeah>. some <laughs> some other movements that were happening but I think as women whenever we support each other no matter how we look and we have these engaging conversations whether they're difficult or courageous conversation it definitely keeps some momentum going because we're allowing buy-in from others like yes we are you know People of color as a whole women of color, and we may be a minority in a male dominated field, we may be the only one in the board of direct on the board of directors, we may be the only one in an executive position, but we have the power to shape and reshape some unconscious biases and prove those critics and naysayers wrong. So I want to go a little bit deeper like what are some of the tips and tricks that has helped you um, get to the level of success that you have now? Was it a mentor, a coach, an advocate or maybe some life struggles where you say, you know what hell no, I'm kicking this to the curb, I'm gonna <laughs> rise up and I'm yeah. going to break down these barriers.
1: Yeah, you know, 2020, when the pandemic happened, it was a time where I was like, kind of, again, like reacting to what was happening and like created a business during a pandemic and then um, trying to figure it out and navigate how this was going to happen. And then 2021 happened. And I would say as a business owner, that was one of my lowest years like you know I wasn't getting as many signups uh buy-in you know like people loved what I do I have a great retention rate but it was just I was just fighting these um these forces of like fighting the the current standards of the fitness industry which is like the bar is very very low in terms of like um of what people think fitness should be and what what you should look like and all that stuff so I was fighting a lot of things that that I that I was trying to like create this fun, inclusive program. And I, I just felt like everybody needed to be a part of it because it was great and it was, it was just community driven. But you know, just the success wasn't as as um as much as I wanted, like in terms of monetary gain, I guess. Um, so I really had to shift my mind and think, okay, but what is happening? Like aside from the monetary gain, you know, um, what is happening? What's happening is the people in the community that I have currently, they're happy. They like love it. They talk They talk about it with all their friends. They um, they always tell me like they wouldn't have done this if it wasn't, you know, they don't want to know what they would have done if they didn't have this. And like all these great comments, I'm making people happy. So like I have to take that off as a successful moment, right? Like that's that has to be a part of this story of success. Um, and so, you know, I had to just find little things to almost pick up my confidence again like you know uh again 2021 was a huge year where i, I was like feeling my confidence was really low and um i was just struggling i felt i was i just felt like i didn't have a, my mojo you know so i felt like towards the end of 2020 i was really just crawling at the end like just like crawling through december into 2022 so I had really had to snap my snap, snap myself out of it. And a couple of ways I did that again, is like to find those small moments, the small successful moments. Um, and that was really people driven. And that's so important. It's like, that's just what I do. It's like all about the people. So I had to find those moments. Another thing I did was, there are so many female entrepreneurs out there. I was not the only one feeling like this, you know, and and I was still relatively new. So there was many many other women out there who felt the same way but you know maybe like many more times and so I started reaching out to other female founders I joined um you know I fund women I joined uh, female entrepreneurs entrepreneurs There's her brand like I just joined any group that I can get my hands on um and they not, they may not all work out for me, but I'm part of them and I engage where I can. And there's just thousands of women in these groups. And I've found a lot of good connections and friends through these groups and people who felt the same way. And then I, and then that slowly just kind of, again, build my confidence again, like, Oh, like I'm not alone, <laughs> you know, like, cause um, hearing other people's stories, um, and I'm sure you can relate with, with this podcast, like hearing other people's stories really like amp you up. So I, I started doing that. Um, I uh, again, with with even with this podcast, Genesis, like, you know, me putting myself out there to do these things wasn't something that I would initially do. And so these little things where you put yourself out there to make yourself feel a little uncomfortable you know it's not it's not (laughs) very comfortable to sit here and talk about yourself (laughs) so um I would say that definitely is helping and it's it's still an ongoing journey so like I'm still on that path of creating my confidence finding my voice and finding that success um so it's still ongoing really but you know finding the, the recap is like finding the little things connecting with other people and um really just kind of being a work in progress and just knowing that that's that's what's going to be part of the journey.
0: I love that. And you know why I love what you just said was because you took time to realize the areas that were not working for you. You took ownership of it and you connected with it and once you connected with it you got to the root and then you looked for ways to make change internally and externally you begin to build a community with like-minded women who were traveling on the same wavelength as you were those women Mm -hmm. reignited your flames got you pumped up and then now you're in community with people that you can network and continue to build those relationships which is going to give you lasting rapport. And then you use that whip without the H because you became a a WIP work in progress is what I like to call it. So I, I just say my whip
1: without the H. That's so good. I mean, it's hard. It is hard. Every day is hard, you know? And every day is a little scary. And I think that's, if it wasn't a little hard and a little scary, A, it wouldn't be worth it. But also you're probably not doing it right. Like as a, as an entrepreneur, you know?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And the beauty of it is things that, that you get easily, You lose them quickly because you Mm. didn't really work for them. You didn't put in the work, but things that you get that come with a struggle and it comes with some tears, it comes with some loss, it comes with some anger and Mm. mixed emotions. You're going to remember that because you remember how much work and how hard it was to acquire that. And it's so important that we not only Celebrate those big wins, but you mentioned celebrating those small wins, those Mm -hmm. small baby steps, because over time, those baby steps are going to turn into big leaps and jumps. So Mm -hmm. you have to really celebrate the season that you're in. And especially being a woman in leadership, you shouldn't be afraid to speak up because of labels that may get put on you, whether it's aggressive. Like I know as a black woman or a melanated woman, or sometimes I like to call myself that chocolate drop. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. They'll say, oh, she's an angry black woman. Oh, or, No. <laughs> She's aggressive or whatever the case may be. And I'm no. like, when you hear those things, it's like a cop-out because you're saying that because you don't have anything else to say. Or mm-hmm. I just see it as, you know what, I'm doing something great in my field because your haters are going to be your motivators because they motivate mm-hmm. you to keep grinding and going yeah. harder. And you know, sometimes your haters and your your haters, your critics, and your naysayers, sometimes they call out the things. In you that they wish they had in
1: them. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did you watch? Did you watch the uh, Judge Kentangi Brown? The uh, the Have you seen any of that? The, I saw clips of it, but I haven't yeah. seen the whole thing. When you're when you're mentioning that, um, I know and it, I know it happens on a daily basis, but to see that um, on a on a, a large scale, and uh, I I just admire. Uh, every Black woman, but in that moment, like, it made me appreciate, like, the composure that she had, the, you know, just, like, it was just astounding, and um, I'm sure, like, that's what you go through on a, on, very frequently, and so, you know, I think it's, again, like, um, blessing this disguise, like, people saw that, and was, like, that's, like and then you're probably like that's what I that's what I go through like that's that's me like that's not new to me you know so me asking you if I've seen this video you, or if you've seen this video you're like I don't need to see the video I live it
0: <laughs> you know and I'm just glad that you know she could you know, hold her ground that people could see her on that scale, because there's going to be another black or brown girl that is aspiring Mm -hmm. to do something similar to what she's doing. And if you don't see anybody out out there doing it, you may get discouraged because you're like, what about if I'm the first one and I fail? Or what about if they select me and I'm that token holder? So I want to talk a little bit about tokenism a bit before we wind down. Have you ever been that token in know corporate setting where you felt like they only gave you the spotlight because you were Asian because you fit the description and you checked off the box to
1: fit their diversity (laughs) inclusion and equity oh Genesis like not only the Asian but the female and like again I'm in a hugely male dominated um, industry so before I started my business I was in a very toxic work environment and um, a part of that was, I was like one of the few female, uh, like manage management, uh, person. And so, or one of few female film all managers. And so, um, I think it was easy to just be like, you know, Janet knows how to work in an Excel sheet because, you know, she's smart. Like she's <laughs> yeah, she, like, she, she knows matching those numbers. Like let's, let's have her do it. Or Janet's really organized, uh, because, you know, that's an Asian thing too. Like we're really organized, you know? But it's also a female thing. So it's like, it probably goes hand in hand. So it's just easier to like hand these things off to me. And like, for me, like I was telling you, I was people pleaser. I was trying to get ahead. I was a little bit younger. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Just give it to me, give it to me. I'll do it all. Let me, let me conquer the world. You know, like I'm going to take over this, uh, these tasks and um, I'm going to show everybody that I can do it. And so like the tokenism almost got the best of me you know like yeah I can do it yes yes I can do that yes because I'm doing this I, I can definitely do it and then it came down to okay well they're they keep adding things onto my plate and I asked for more money and I was like this is like you know I feel like I need to get more I need to be more valued and and so the CEO at the time he was like well you need to prove yourself and I was like I've been doing this for five years and I was seeing my other male counterparts get ahead and so like I, that was, I was like, okay, well, here's my two weeks. Like, you know, like I'm done. And he, and they were so shocked. They were like, what well, what are you going to do? What? And I'm like, I don't know, not this. Like, I just needed more. I, I needed to self, I needed to respect myself a little bit more in that moment. And so, so yes, like I've been in that situation, but to be able to be like, no, like, I'm not going to be your, your ideal token person whether that's me being that female person for you or me being that female asian person to fit the minority um i'm not you know and so saying no was very satisfying but also very very scary because change is hard leaving a job that you love is so hard like i loved my job i loved doing all those tasks but at the end of the day like I still needed to value myself and I couldn't define myself in the work. And so leave after leaving that job, I had to really dig. And again, another, maybe another aha moment or another pandemic in my mind, I guess. <laughs> but like, I really had to figure out what I wanted, who I was and what I didn't want. And um, and a part of that is, you know, I didn't want to be someone's token.
0: Yes. And I'm so glad Mm -hmm. you held your own girl. And you Mm -hmm. said no, because some people are so intimidated or inferior by saying no, because they feel like if I say no, then what about if I lose my job? What are the repercussions or et cetera? And I feel like that is a, um, mindset that they try to ingrain in you because they want to control and manipulate you to not really knowing who you are. But when you know who you are and your why, then you're able to really Walk with confidence and you hold things up to a higher standards. And then whenever you are working for a organization, if you feel like they are not treating you fairly, that is mm-hmm. not the end all be all that is not the right. only company know yep. what your morals are and your values are and if they no longer mesh and align with that organization then it is time for you to politely exit stage left or stage right because (laughs) your time is so valuable like we spend the majority of our day at work so if you could take time building somebody else's empire legacy and laying a foundation for them Why can't you do it for yourself? And I'm not saying um, for those of you listening to leave your jobs without having a plan B. I'm not saying that because I don't want you to say, Genesis, I need help with my (laughs) my life bills or something. But I'm just saying (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. strategic, know your worth. And when you know your worth, value yourself just as much as you would like somebody else to value you. If you don't value Mm -hmm. yourself, what makes you think somebody else is gonna value you?
1: Right. Exactly. You hit it on the nail. Yeah. To be strategic. Uh, and, you know, obviously uh, I had the privilege of like, okay, I'm just going to walk away. You know, not, and I get it. Not many people have that, but it like, to me, in my mind, it was like, I would rather work at a Starbucks than continue this, you know? And so, because I knew who I was. And so even if I was like, okay, I'm going to just do, even if I was like, just, I'm going to do that for a minute until I figure other things out, you know, like, Do that, like take that risk because at the end of the day, again, you, life is short. Like if there's anything we've learned, life is so short and it's, you should not live it in a way where you're living for somebody else. And if someone else is trying to bring you down, like you just gotta, you gotta know your worth, know your value.
0: Absolutely. And as we wind down, Janet, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment.
1: Well, thank you, Genesis. Uh, Really, (laughs) you know, I hope that, you know, A, people sign up to gym party, but also like really my call call to action is to just live your best self, your best, healthiest and happiest self. And whatever that means for you, do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because again, life is short. It's too short to be miserable and unhappy. So live your best life. Hey,
0: it's a party, it's a party, hey,
1: or find
0: your song that gets you pumped up. And whenever you think about your life, party on your terms and yes. I was driving today and I heard the song by DJ Khaled all I do is win all I do is <laughs> win, win win, no matter what and sometimes when you listen to those lyrics it gets you pumped up and fired up and when you start your day on a positive yes. high note the rest
1: of your day is gonna go smooth so on that That's note awesome. yeah. <laughs> wait so I'll get really quickly my uh-huh. my, ma- my maiden name is Quinn um, in Vietnamese. And I would always sing that song. All all I do is win, 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 no matter what. So it's so funny that you mentioned that.
0: That is awesome. And so you went from being a win to an average. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So on that note, Janet, um, I'm sure you got a lot of people pumped up. I want you to plug your website and let them know how they could connect with you on social media.
1: So website is gymparty.com and you can find me at Janet Everett on Instagram or at gymparty underscore on Instagram. And um, yeah, we, we're diverse. We're fun. we're, We're, everybody is welcome in our community. It doesn't matter what you look like, what your size you are, what, how much money you make. Like we don't care about any of that. We just care that you again, live your best life, have a good time, make it a party.
0: And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard two firecracker women of color coming together, shooting the breeze, talking about leadership, business, how to get your health and wellness back on track. It's okay if you fell off, but you need to get your wheels back on track so you can keep going and really taking ownership Of your life and your career. Stop living in the shadows of other people, but pop up and pop out because you are here to make a difference. Be the trailblazer that you desire to be, be Mm -hmm. the one that ignites the fire within and help others find their light so they could glow up. So take the reins back and don't let life take you back. Until we chat next time. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this podcast with family members and friends. We are on 40 plus platforms and you can follow us on Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp on YouTube for all things video content. Until we chat next time, ciao. Bye. <laughs>